0: Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. As always, our audio versions of our shows are available on Anchor or wherever you pick up your audio podcasts. And tonight we have our flagship show, the Monday Mashup. <laughs> what a show it's going to be. Football gone crazy in the last 24 mm. hours. Um, Let's start first of all. We take a quick rundown through the prem results and see. Not that they're kind of relevant by the sounds of things, but we go through that the FA Cup and a quick look at the Champions League, and then we'll get into the meat and veg of this episode. Um, a shit. Graham, Everton Tottenham, two all.
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> one by one, one right at this stage. Uh. Are you are you still
0: speechless from being um being the, 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 the supreme leaders of European football yeah
1: yeah, yeah in a way we are, yeah it's a uh, uh, it's a point in another direction to nowhere complete nowhere <laughs> uh, no point qualifying for Europe if we're going to be fucking kicked out so so it's a point it's like a game of football take a point take a point that's but it move on <laughs> you, you, got, you
0: got what you wanted Joe's like what more can we say you know Um, Let's go to Alan Welcome to the show, West Ham fan Good to have you on, pal Um, How's it going? Good, Newcastle 3, West Ham 2 That could have been a vital 3 points for winning the league By the sounds of things
2: Yeah, you know, like In the last 4 games we scored 10 goals But conceded 9, so straight away You have to ask questions there And 4 of them goals have been own goals You know, there was 2 by um, Craig Dawson, 1 by Sucek And the clown of the year, Oisidir up yesterday. the up has directly been at fault for four of them goals out uh, of them nine. True, not just the own goal, but just through standing there, being the wrong side of defenders, staring at the play. And the question has to be asked: well, What way is he still in the team? You know, Dawson was brought in there to get rid of the up, and then Albanna got injured, so they had no choice but to bring um OCD up back in. And he's such a liability; everybody can see it. And it, it, there's a few West, West Ham um, sites I'm on, and everybody's saying the same. There's For some reason, there's no trust in Bob Wayne, You know, so I, I just, it, it baffles me that that we can score so many going forward, but for every one we score, we're conceding one. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's um, certainly an interesting time, especially at the, um, the level you've reached this season. I mean, you've played some beautiful football at times.
2: Well, the thing is, on, on most of the sites I'm on, no-one cares about qualifying for the Champions League. They just want to be top club in London. That's all they're worried about, you know? And Because no-one ever expects us to be in a Champions League position. But, yeah, here we are, fourth from top. Okay, Liverpool can go ahead of us <coughs> on um, on goal difference tonight. But if we don't get it, no-one's going to be disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, it, this is beyond their wildest dreams, you know? Unlike other teams who, who seem to think that it's their God-given right to be in the Champions League every season. Yeah. We don't You know
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well you've you no problem Being the best club in London now If you're in the league It's only you it as Palace and Fulham left Isn't it
2: Yeah <laughs> but that's it I mean I, I, I watched sports And everything the other night And I, I wouldn't be a big fan Of James Rodriguez But he dived for that penalty man That was not a penalty Now I'm delighted with the results That sports didn't get to three points But how VAR let that go You know He clearly catches his foot On, on the ground And goes over And then The sports player comes over And tops him and when they showed the replay, you see it clearly. Like, it, it just baffles me with spores. Spores should be a lot better than they are. I mean, with the likes of Lamella, Lestelso, Lucas Mora, Song, Redna, or uh, Kane, and um, Bale, why, why are they struggling every week?
0: Because they've got RDA and Eric Dyer and lads like that at the back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could say the same. You know, we've I the up and Bob Ryan, who like the opposite has single handedly cost us so much this season. You know, and it's it, it, like Spurs since since Christmas. Spurs have played four teams in the top half of the table. Arsenal beat them. Man United beat them. West Ham beat them, and Everton drew with them. You know, the, oh, sports are doing great, sports are doing great. They're not, they're playing all the teams at the bottom end of the league.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Anytime
2: it comes up against any any of the teams in the top half, they struggle like hell. But yeah, at the start of the season, they hammered United, they like they looked like a real dangerous team, and then suddenly it just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: When you were
4: uh, when you were jotting off there about sports being I
5: mean, showing on, just kept looking at Graham and it's like, hello, Doctors
0: this man Graham, 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 you don't have to worry. You've already qualified for Europe. It's all no. good.
1: I agree. With him. I agree with what he says. Like we have been shy. You're
0: now, in, you're now in the league club. We're
1: getting one. We're getting one award for being shit <laughs> Basically, basically,
0: Darren. <laughs> Darren, come in and talk to me. United three, Burnley one. Uh, a flattering yeah. scoreline uh,
1: score um for such a sort of strange performance. Um, I don't know. I think we deserved it now, to be honest with you. Um like Burnley are always going to be resolute. Sean Dye's teams, you know what I mean? They come, he sat like, you know, ten men behind the ball and let Wood just kind of roam around and try and keep uh Lindelof and Maguire busy. Um, but it was confident. I actually had three one yesterday, so it was a nice few quid as well. Um, But it's just another win which gets us a little bit closer to the city. Uh, we play before them next week, so hopefully three more points and we might uh, we might get them to get the wobbles You know, Absolutely. sorry.
4: Just while we're there, we don't condone ga- condone gambling in any way, shape, or form here. <laughs>
0: unless-, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're responsibly, unless you're willing to share. it <laughs> <laughs> Mark talk to me about that equaliser what a goal
3: yeah yeah it was something else um, in fairness Screamwood I've kind of slated him over the last while but he's because he hasn't been scoring as much at the start of the season but he did excellent in, on uh, on Sunday and he has done really well over the last few weeks as well he's But he's kind of been thrown all over the place. You know, one game he's playing up top, one game he's playing out right, one play he's playing out left. So he has been adapting. So I've probably been a bit too critical of him, but fair play to him. Great finish. And he's, you know, he's he's probably going to be our future now, isn't he? Him and Rashford and stuff. Obviously, Rashford hopefully can go off and get the shoulder uh, surgery done and uh, hopefully hit the ground running next season in the Super League.
4: Jesse fucking Lingard is the future.
2: Well, it was announced today. West Ham have come up with an agreement with Man United, and we're signing them for twenty-one and a half million, rising to twenty-five million. That came up at five o'clock this evening.
0: And That's Declan
2: Royce. And, and Declan Royce De- is not gone to Man United. Not with the threat tra- of not been able to play for uh, England. That's more important to Declan Royce than than you can, um, come,
3: back, you can come than back playing and
2: for you. Man United. You know. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Um. What do we a do?
2: This, right? Like where, where where does this leave all them all them top players? Like you look at England for sake, like if their players are banned from the Euros, who are they gonna have? Declan Royce and who else? Nobody. They be
0: they be rolling out Jermaine Defoe again and all these players.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Jermaine Defoe comes out of international requirements, yeah.
0: Wayne. Professional, yeah. professional kind of performance yesterday from Chelsea. Very resolute. What a defense.
5: Yeah, look, City didn't play great, but I don't think Chelsea played particularly good. I just think City were awful standing off the ball, letting Chelsea move the ball around way too much. Um, Pep Guardiola obviously was doing a fantastic squad selection again, making eight changes or seven changes it was from Dortmund. So, I was, I, as you know, I wasn't confident going into that game at all. But for weeks I've been worried about it. I thought Chelsea would be more resolute in the day, and they were, to be honest. So, fair play Chelsea. Um, before, before they even scored yesterday, I'd, I'd already designed, the way the football was getting moved, I thought, that's it. You could tell by the early way the game was going, City weren't going to get a look in there, so fair play Chelsea, man. And Again, being measured by our quadruple failure just shows how massive we are. Absolutely massive.
0: Uh, one of the elites of Europe now, apparently.
5: Absolutely, um, yeah. So
6: bullied into it we were today, supposedly.
0: <laughs> Alex, <laughs> what was your thinking? I thought Chelsea played absolutely brilliantly yesterday.
6: Yeah, I thought on Saturday, Chelsea played very well against Man City. Uh, Saturday night, I was quite uh, I was quite happy. I was saying, you know, pretty happy that performance feel good. Uh, 24 hours later, I couldn't care less because I'm embarrassed to be a Chelsea fan. Oh, and I say thank you to you, Alan, the only one who, who actually supports an anyway reputable football team.
0: That's it.
4: Man, this is some deep shit.
6: <laughs> I, I think I think any of those clubs that have signed up for those European Super League should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Yeah, and just to agree with Gary Neville, they should be docked points, kicked out of the league, and have every trophy of everyone stripped away.
0: Yeah, well, we did mention we might be doing a road trip to watch them play Colwyn Bay or something like that in Wales or something. <laughs> yeah. You
6: know. I... um, I'm sorry, I know you're kind of joking and laughing, guys, but I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed to be a Chelsea fan today. It's absolutely disgraceful.
4: Oh, believe me, I'm embarrassed to be a Liverpool
6: fan. I'm ashamed. I'm yeah. well, we can- like, you know, Alan, I'm, I'm listening to you talk about the Premier League and, you know, pair the West Ham, I hope they do well. And, you know, I hope they get Europe and I hope they do well in Europe. And I hope that they award Leicester, the FA Cup. So we.
4: We predicted this year? Interesting.
6: They Interesting. deserve it. We don't. <clears throat>
0: So I suppose I was I was going to move on and talk about uh, the Champions League semi-finals, but obviously PSG are obviously going to win it now. But it sounds
6: yeah, they are.
0: Um... Yeah, go ahead then.
6: Now,
4: just regarding Chelsea, there well, I was very well. I was I'm not going to say surprised, but Tuchel coming Tuchel coming out today and saying that he trusts Chelsea board and. He's all in to win the big trophies. And all. I was mm. at you absolute pathetic little pussyhole bitch. Afraid of his life to grow a set of bollocks like every manager in football at the moment and every player that's come out. Bruno Fernandes is not happy about this. Mm. And he, he left a comment on Daniel Tedens' Instagram post today. Two to sit there today and say that he, he took the Chelsea board and that he was all about winning the, the, the tough trophies. Any respect, I like, didn't have much from him before. I thought he's a pesky little weasel. Anything <laughs> when he came out and said that I looked and I says, You little bitch, you're getting really fucking pumped by Roman Abramovich every night, afraid of his life to come out say as it is because he's afraid to get
6: fucking sacked. You absolute bitch. Dino, tell us
3: what you really think. <laughs>
6: um, yeah. Uh, yeah I think Tuchel It looks like he basically It was almost like He had a prepared statement It was almost like The club said You know go out and say this And I agree I, If I were the manager I'd say you know what I'm not doing this And you know I don't know We discussed earlier About Jose Mourinho There's rumours in the though That the reason he left Spurs Is because uh, He didn't want to coach them After the Super League and, was, but, and if that is true I don't know if it is Then all the respect In the world goes to Mourinho For me
1: we, yeah, you know, It's not, not It's because kind of he got yeah. shit Results Yeah <clears throat> The,
2: the, the thing I, I, I want to know is, like, I was saying it to Wayne earlier on this morning. So take Kevin De Bruyne, for instance. How does he feel, like, can he turn around and say, look, I signed a contract to sign for Man City in the Premier League to play in the FA Cup, the League Cup, and qualify for Champions yeah. League. If they go into this Super League, or ESL as they're calling it now, can he say, this is a breach of my contract. This is not what I signed up for.
1: can't. hope so. That's because contract. he signed- He's, oh, no, they're all the he's contracts signed up to the the play for Manchester City. He's an employee of the club. <laughs> the club tell him where to play, when to play. That's, you know, like from an employment point of view, he, he signed a contract that he is a Manchester City player. And if they say go out on a Wednesday night and play in Stoke in a bleeding cold snowstorm, that's what you do. So that's, yeah, yeah. from that point of view, I don't think really the players have a whole lot they can do. Um, but
2: they, as I was saying, or, like, unless
1: unity comes into it and they take a stand yeah. completely. Which, if Mm. they are going to do that, they need to make a damn slight better uh, effort of it than they did with the racism content.
2: You know what I mean? they they, they made a mess of that. But, I mean, the the international football ban, Harry Kane, oh, sorry, you can't play for England anymore. You know, is is he going to, you know, it's club, it's hard to, surely there's something they can do. I mean, does this fall under the Bosman ruling, ruling, you know, the the right to, to earn a living in football? Because they're going to be, they're going to be closed into this ESL if this goes ahead which means are they going to get a transfer ban can they transfer from an ESL team back to a UEFA run team or are UEFA going to say no sorry you've made your bed. you can sign for one of the other 20 Muppets to out there you know
0: Dane, Dane Fitz come in
2: oh look
4: just just like um... Say like, like where where do we all go? You're gonna have a lot of just come here, let's let's be real. There's a lot of footballers and football, uh, a lot of players in football who are as bad as mercenaries as the owners are in the game. Do you know what I mean? So to them they're probably thinking, This is great. I'm gonna get more money. I'm probably gonna get double what I'm getting at the moment. Yeah. But look at Egypt. Egypt came out today and announced that Mo allies, is their international captain. He's not he's not gonna wanna stay at Liverpool after getting that honor. There's a lot of players that are gonna end up walking Walking big, and yeah. um, you're gonna have a lot of managers like from what I'm gathering. Like, I'm solely focused on Liverpool, and like, I'm fearing the worst now. Like, me and I were laughing and joking, and we're sending pictures and having to crack about it and all. But, like, when you think about it, this is going to like, leave a path of destruction like nothing we've ever seen before. Football was dying once, real, real, real but Rupert Murdoch got involved in it. Then you have the the corruption in it with your wife and FIFA, like yeah, the the treatment, the way, and I'm just using Man City as an example. We know about PSG, and all, but look, Man City bought away over European boy and the uh, European ban. The the fines they got were fucking pittance considering the money that they're worth and all. And now this on top of it, this isn't solely down to this league that that everything is is falling to pieces. This has been coming for a long, long time. And for me, if this isn't going to happen, this is on. This is solely so with UEFA building this new Champions League uh, layout that these are all getting together now. We kill the chairman, Florentino, Florentino Perez, and assistant chairman, the man Glazer, two absolute parasites in football. They, these are looking at to get as much money as they can. If, if really, if, the, if it comes to it, I, I I can't see it happening I can't It's going to cause Too much destruction You're going to have Players wanting To terminate the contracts You're going to have Managers walking yeah. out It's just fucking ridiculous
6: Already, we, we saw a protest Outside Anfield today We've seen some protests Outside uh, The likes of Old Trafford White Hart Lane I know there's a big protest plan tomorrow Outside Stamford Bridge So I mean the only thing the fans can do, like I mean, it, 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 its a case of we saw the initial outroar yesterday, uproar yesterday, but you know the club still went ahead with it. i, I think you know the clubs have to hit them where it hurts and just you know boycott the games, boycott everything about mm. it. But at the same time, you know, if they're earning three hundred and fifty million for just showing up in the league, it's um, it's crazy and like and I mean, I think Gary Neville hit the nail on the head yesterday when he called it out immediately. He hit a lot of very good points and um, yeah, I think it's I think it's disgusting what's it's happened. It's absolutely horrible and it's it's such a the bit that really annoyed me was the exclusivity of it all. It's a real kind of, you know, elite mentality. Like the of like, yourself, Alan, say West Ham win the Premier League. Oh, we get to play in the Euro Super League. No, no, no. You don't get in. That's our league. That, 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 we don't care. Where you we in the Premier League? That's our league. Mm. And like, I think that's I think that's horrible. Like I know the argument was made, when well, the Premier League broke away from the Football League and that's what started this. But at the same time, the Premier League had promotions, had relegations. People could get in, people could get out based on how they play. This is, you know, you don't have to earn your spot. This is, you're in because you have money and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's. Well, I, I,
6: I, sorry.
0: Go ahead, Alan. Go on.
6: Um, like, I, I've
2: even seen there on Sky Sports News earlier on Boris Johnson has said the English government, Parliament will step in to stop this. Now, I thought that that was illegal under UEFA, that there was no political backing to be get involved in football, but the, it's going to have to come that way. But what's Boris Johnson going to do? What's the English government going to do? You know, are they going to dissolve the six clubs and say, here, you can't. Do this anymore,
0: Boris Johnson? Bar- I really do. Boris Johnson is an absolute scumbag who wrote about Hillsborough and everything else, and he won't be getting any airtime whatsoever on this show.
2: All right, Very well up. No, it's no problem at all. Well, it was just the point. The, the point being, what can governments do to stop this? You know,
0: well, the talk was that they were going to stop. Um, giving uh, given out work permits and work visas and stuff like that. So for international players and stuff like that. But look, let us let's, let's call a spade a spade here. The reality is. FIFA are not going to be able to stop players playing at an international level or their whole tournaments will just collapse because it's absolute rubbish. Look at the amount of international players. Nearly, if you look at the top 15 and whatever amount of teams that have signed up for this, they're all full of international players. Every single player that plays for them is an international player. So it's absolute rubbish FIFA coming out with that kind of crap. The thing I would say about this, and, you know, on a serious note, we've all had a little bit of joke about it. Now, Alex, you're taking it to heart a lot and you're rightly so. Mm -hmm. But the reality of this is, all the, this has been coming, and Alan, you would know this because you're of similar vintage to myself. We've seen this in 1992. We've seen it when the European Cup became the Champions League, and then developed into a bigger Champions League, and a bigger Champions League, and no longer being the Champions League. Let's, let's be honest here about it, you know what I mean? And we've seen those waves coming. This wave has been coming since 1992, where it was no longer about fans. That happened in 1992. didn't happen yesterday. We've been getting rinsed and rinsed and rinsed between the cost of Sky, cost of BT, the cost of kits, the cost of going to games, ticket sales, all this. This is not a new thing. We've just tolerated it because we're fans. But the thing about this is, I reckon all these parties, this has been coming, all these parties will get around the table and they will work this out and it will be sorted. There's no way they're going to start banning teams and dropping them down to the fifth tier. They're not going to be deducting points. They're not going to be banning players. That's all just UEFA and the FA and FIFA triggering because they're bitch hurt over this crowd getting their announcement out first. That's the reality of this. This is not going to... It's not going to become what people think it's going to become. And I think we, we, we got to look at it in a way where we're all fans, you know, look, look, football is on tonight. No one really cares about it. We're talking about Champions League semi-finals. We should be celebrating city and Chelsea getting into the semi-final of the Champions League. No one really cares at the moment because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we should be, we should be celebrating teams. We should have a great top four race on at the moment where there's five or six teams yeah. in the mix. Probably the most exciting top four race we've had in a long time. Yeah. You know, Graham should be celebrating tonight that Jose Mourinho was sacked, but he can't. You know what I mean? But this this is what we're dealing with, you know. So you know, it, it's hard to know. Everything is in limbo at the moment. But I really do believe on the face of this. It's not what people think it's going to become. I don't believe it is anyway. You know, you hear fan channels today and all going on saying, oh, I'll never follow this team again and all. Mate, you've got a million subscribers on your fan channel and you're making serious cheddar off it. And you're going to abandon that because your club is moving to a different league. You want to check yourself, mate. And stop talking rubbish. You know what I mean? We've been seeing it. You know what I mean? And of all the talk that's come out, I think what people have to realize as well is it nearly sounds like we're so against this that it's nearly like we're defending the FA, UEFA and FIFA who are corrupt from top to bottom. There's no doubt. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? Look, like yep. you talk about, everyone's coming out talking about, Alex touched on the whole relegation point and we talked about the whole pyramid and how the money is supposed to flow down into grassroots and support the growth of the game and all stuff like that. Tell that to all the Bury fans last year who lost their club. Where was the pyramids game then? Yeah. It doesn't exist. 100%. It doesn't exist. Wait, but this is it's like nonsense. It's
2: just- this is like the, the Chinese Super League all over again. I mean, West Ham suffered from that with Marco and Eltovic. They went and waved 30,0, 400,000 euro a week in his face. And he 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 refused to play for West Ham, wanted to go to China. Ended up six months in China. He was crying to come back. But, but mm-hmm. like, you know, we lost Oscar over there. We lost Hulk over to the Chinese Super League. Marion Fellaini, like him or dislike him. But... And this is going to be the same if this ESL thing takes off. You're going to have players on half a million quid a week. Club's offering, I'll pay you €500,000 a week to come and play here. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be football mercenaries. Exactly what you said, you know?
0: Yeah, but we, I mean, we already have that. I mean, if you look at all the stuff that came out in the last week or two about Erling Haaland wanting 600 grand net a week and, you yeah. know,
2: hog 120- with 500. Yeah, you
0: know what I mean? This wave of money is coming, you know what I mean? And when we touch on players like like what's Kevin De Bruyne are going to do and stuff like that, what are they going to do? Are they going to leave Man City to go and play for Aston Villa or Crystal Palace or something? No. You
4: know, my, problem, my problem is, though, like, where FSG getting involved, in it, like, put, does it put a bullet? Right. Well, I can't really say that on a podcast. John W. Henry fucking eyeball. But, FSG are too greedy cunts as is they won't give players the money that they fucking world. now there's, there's talk of each team being getting 3.5 billion each like where's where that going that's why I absolutely I've been calling FSG out for over 12 months and you want to see the abuse I get off these little fucking do-good-believer cult cults on Liverpool fucking forum. I'm saying, oh my god, you're a glory hunting fan. See people, all will show you about glory hunting. All I've been Liverpool fan for 24 years. I've not had much fucking glory. So if it was a glory hunter, I don't think I'd still be here. But these cunts are getting fucking. X and Z amounts of money. They've just got a massive investment from Red Cardinal. They've this money coming in now as well. This isn't going to be reinvested into Liverpool football. Club. So he's straight into their fucking loves. Their baseball, their yachts. It's fucking paper he has in, in uh, Boston. Because he's an absolute cunt. Yeah, they I've, wanted, I've wanted FSG out of Liverpool for over 12 months. You probably didn't yourself. I've seen FSG for what they really are money they want they they got lucky with the success that Jurgen Klopp got the team not FSG. Jurgen Klopp got the team that success and even at that he's came out now before the game he said don't want to talk about this I know nothing about it I wasn't involved in the process nobody spoke to me nobody spoke to my staff nobody spoke to my players and then you have you have constitutional saying oh I believe in the board yeah because you're a little pussy homie you're being, yeah. dry, you're
0: being joyful. Yeah, but you have to you have to take it you have to take into account as well. This is a very, very, very difficult position for managers to be in. They've been dropped into the meat grinder, you know what I mean? One thing I would say about FSG is, you know, they did have a part to play in the success of the club because I mean they did
4: not getting so, any credit, I like
0: mean, no yeah, this, this the same This is the same company that stood on the steps of the court and saved Liverpool when Liverpool were at that star. Don't forget that as well. You have to be careful about, you know, long, I, I understand. Money. Man, man, listen. We were three hours away from going into administration and being they ducked points and point socked But, then there was no one else in for us by then. They had to go to court to get the club off the other two. They're
4: not getting any credit off me whatsoever. They're fucking mercenaries. They're fucking but, parasites. They've invested nothing into the club. Most of the money that they spent was from sales and was from loans, and people forget that. Yeah, but you and have to remember... The best thing that's happened to the club in fucking, what, 20, 20, more than 20 years, Jurgen Klopp comes along, and then he's just, he's just, he's put over a barrel and says, you're going to fucking swallow this end of. yeah. But if he walks tomorrow, if he walks tomorrow, Mo walks in the summer. Uh, just, most of the players aren't going to stay there in the summer. No Dan, Dan, Dan
0: where are they going to walk to? Alone there's a lot of players going to walk somewhere like... yeah but where where, what is the option for if, if Mo Salah but... decides he wants to leave Liverpool he doesn't want to be in the Super League because he wants to be Egyptian captain and blah 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 blah. where is Mo Salah going to go to Germany.
2: France or Germany is the only option well where, let's, where, let, let's be
0: honest to... we, know, we know PSG is playing the game PSU is playing the game because of what's going on. Yeah. They will win eventually. And we know yeah. uh, you can be guaranteed, and I said it to Alex today on the podcast, I believe personally, and I've no proof of it, that if Dortmund and, and Bayern Munich weren't you know, 51% owned by the fan base, they'd be all over it. I believe they'd be all over it. That's just my own personal opinion. So, yeah, I, don't, don't really- so I don't believe for a minute. It's all well and good saying these are going to go. But first of all, Dean, if you think about it, when they sold Coutinho and they got 140 <clears> million, <throat> They could have pocketed that, but they handed it straight to Klopp and he bought Alisson and he bought Virgil van up. And that, those two signings were massive in the success that came to the club without a shadow of a doubt. And look, we've known for 12 months that there's been an that he wasn't backed in wanting a defender and there was various other issues there. But there's been issues bubbling in the background there already in relation to Salah, in relation to Mane, in relation to a lot of stuff. And that kind of stuff it's not necessarily FSG, you're like you're saying that F- FSG are tight and they may not pay players, you know, what needs to be paid. I think they're being prudent because they're actually a business, they're not no, like Man City. The four low. They
4: tried to the furlough staff when the pandemic started, and they're worth how much money? Come on, mate. look,
0: look, plenty of teams tried to furlough staff. Arsenal did it as well, you know what I mean? It's not Arsenal unusual, Arsenal, I mean. you know what I mean? yeah. But listen, listen, think about it logically this way, right? They did. They were instrumental, as long with Klopp in bringing the success that has come to the club. There's no doubt about that. You can't just park that at Klopp's door. You know what I mean? The way this thing has been handled has been handled the same for every manager who was involved in it. Ollie is in the meat grinder. Tuchel is in the meat grinder. Pep's in the meat grinder. They're all in the meat grinder now. Sports don't even have a manager now. Over. They oh, lost I their manager today.
5: Well.
0: Well, you know what Ollie's gonna do? Ollie's not gonna walk. He's gonna come out and he's gonna try and tow some sort of line as well. Ed Woodward will be missing, so he's not gonna come out and say anything because he rarely does. So I, I think I think, although I think there's issues there with FSG and they need to be fixed, and I know Klopp today has been dropped in the meat grinder. I do think it is unfair all these lads coming and going, and FSG out and all this kind of thing. These are the guys who rescued us. We would have no Liverpool club today, I'd say, if it wasn't for FSG. That's my personal opinion. We were three hours away from administration and getting dock points and getting relegated and all this kind of stuff. And to be honest with you, I didn't fancy us in the championship. You know, so I would, I would, I would balance the argument out. I'm not saying that I'm happy with FSG. I'm not saying that all the blame lies with them either. Again, I would say that I don't think this whole thing has been ironed out, and I think agreements will be reached. The arse can't fall out of the Champions League. The arse can't fall out of the Premier League. The arse can't fall out of the World Cup that's coming up. They're going to have to come to an agreement, and they're going to have to figure it out. And to be honest, if you look at the balance of the argument and the debate, they're as bad as each other. They're as bad as each other. You know what I mean? Like, you hear people talking about greed. You hear people talking about greed. Sure, look, greed started in 1992. If people are only waking up to greed in the game now, do what me, you and Alex and Dean and Mark and everyone on this thread when we go to a match, we get absolutely rinsed. It costs us the price of a, a week in Spain to go and see a match. You know what I mean? And lads are, lads are out going, oh, this is a greed move. It's not a great move. And again, when I talk about FSG, because we're Liverpool fans, then as well, we can't compare it to the likes of City, who have a bottomless pit of money. We can't compare it to Chelsea with Abramovich, who's had a bottomless pit of money. And Alex can come on here and all. How badly has Roman Abramovich been traded by the UK for the amount of money he's invested in that country, and the amount of revenue and wealth he has brought to that country, the chap had to spend something like eighteen months in Israel or something like that on a yacht because they wouldn't allow him back into the UK, which was an absolute disgrace.
6: I no, I agree, and like to be honest, when the pandemic broke out last year, um, Abramovich was one of the was one of the owners who did a lot. Like he gave a lot of money to charity. He opened up the Millennium Hotel on the Stamford Bridge site two like NHS staffs and you can stay there free of charge for as long as you want. He opened up the all like, you know, the kitchens and um, he opened up all the kitchens, Stanford Bridge people. He, I think he opened up Stanford Bridge, like, you know, a testing center when they needed it too. So like, I mean, he's done an awful lot for charity. Like even throughout the years, he's done a lot for charity in England. So like, I mean, Abramovich is one of those, like, I can't say anything, you know, too bad about him from where he took us. Like we were very close kind of the business as well. Had we not beaten you on that, you know, Champions League going back into and Trees so then Roman came in and he took us to you know places we never expected to be. But um, it, it it's uh it's just sad to see. Like, and I mean, I know I'm angry and I'm you know ranting and raving here and so, but the base of it all, man, like I'm just it upsets me. Like it really upsets me to see that this is happening. It's almost like you know. I feel like my team has said, you know, all the trophies we have won, all the, you know, games we played, all the stuff that we've done, all the stuff that you've supported over the years, it doesn't mean anything anymore. That's the kind of feeling I'm getting from the club today.
0: But it, it, it's hard to wash the like you can't wash the history away just like that you know no. what I mean like I mean I've listened to fans for 30 years give me grief that we never won the league that we never won the premiership blah 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 you know what I mean and then we go and win the premiership you know what I mean and it's still not good enough you know what I mean you can't your history doesn't just get washed away like that you know we we were talking the other night about how we won six Champions Leagues and I had to say I think it was Dan. I was onto you on Twitter and I was and we never won six Champions Leagues We won European trophies And I think we won two Champions Leagues wow. You know what I mean But yet yeah, people always talk about Oh you're washing away the history And the you know the history club There's no history being washed away
6: But they're kind of They're ignoring the prestige I think of the competition that they're in Like you know Wayne is in the same boat In the sense that you know Next week City and Chelsea Are supposed to be playing The Champions League semi-finals You know in my opinion The biggest competition of football The top Aim for any football to the in and you know, a week before that is, I get a notification they say Chelsea have left the European Club Association. So they're saying, on the you know, a week before the Champions League semi final, it's like they're saying, Oh, you know, this is never really this doesn't mean anything to us, we were more interested in this for the money. And when I see that, I'm like, You know, I'm, I'm sure like you agree when like, the excitement yeah. for the Champions League semi final, like, I'm like, Geez, if we win the Champions oh, League, I don't know what I do. Alex,
5: Alex, you—you uh, have been here before. We've been here once before. This is arguably the biggest you game. You know, with the team we've got, everything going the way it's going, this could be the biggest game for Man City one of the yeah. biggest in our history. And now it doesn't matter. But I'm not excited. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Is it even going to happen? You know, this is this is what's happened to football overnight. You yeah, know,
6: there's talk that yourselves and Real could get kicked out of the competition on Friday, and I'm sitting going, like mm-hmm. th- the fans who this means the absolute world to are looking, going, "Oh my God, it's the Champions League. This could be it." especially for yourself, having that wonder, like, this could be it. And it's like, you know, the fans have basically swept the, the owners have swept the rug out and said, no, that's not important.
0: Yeah. I I can tell you now, no one's getting kicked out of any competitions. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's not going to happen. There's too much money involved.
5: Yeah, agreed, agreed. But what does it mean that, that if there's all these sanctions and stuff put in place, it's tarnished. The Dirty Dozen, as they're being called, you know, the first 12 you know it's tarnished you know what they've done they're trying to, they're trying to, in my opinion they're trying to shit all over UEFA and fifa something of city have been traditionally trying to do for years but even this, even as a City fan, this is not right. Like This is this is awful, yeah. man. You know, this
0: listen, is awful. Listen, the winning the Champions League, if Chelsea or, or, or Man City go out and win the Champions League, it's still going to be a very prestigious thing within your history. Listen, we had to listen to winning the league last year and people wanted an asterisk beside it because it was a COVID year. And they tried to downgrade it and null and void it and do all those kind of things. And we still went on and won that league. That league still means a hell of a lot to me that we won that Premier League, yeah. regardless of the year that it was, regardless of the lockdowns. I spent three months sitting in this house, absolutely shitting a brick that the league was going to be null and voided. I spent 30 years waiting on it. I hope, and I've said it to the lads before, if we don't get through Liverpool in the Champions League, I would want Chelsea or Man City to win it. I would want it in the Premier League. I I want Real Madrid or PSG to win it because it's good for the league. It boosts the league. The prize money comes into the league and gets invested and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I just think. So my... Go ahead.
6: I was going but... to say my point with that is like, you know, I agree with you. Like, the Champions League is the be on and end off. But my, my point is, you know, the clubs are looking at this competition with the prestige, with the history, and the fact that it has such magnitude when you win it. And they're saying, no, we want to just abandon all this and we want to go playing this corporate soulless. Super
0: League. But you see, they're not saying they're abandoning it. They're being told that they're supposed to go out of it. They have. It's like the Premier League, the argument on the Premier League. None of these 12 teams are six teams in the Premier League. None of these six teams have said they want, they're want out of the Premier League. They all want to play in the Premier League and they want to play in the Super League midweek like as if they were playing in the Champions League. Now, if you compare that today, and we spoke about it today, the new format for the Champions League came out today. And it's talking about elite teams automatically getting in even if they don't qualify. So someone yeah. tell me exactly what the difference is.
6: Yeah, I don't agree with that either. I think that new proposed format is also terrible. I think that any competition like that where the teams automatically qualify without having to go through a qualification is absurd. Whether it be the Super League or whether it be UEFA. I don't like the UEFA Champions League revamp. I think it's absolutely terrible. Like again, i go back to use West Ham as an example. Like say, you know, if they do have automatic games, say West Ham finished fourth and Chelsea finished, I don't know, six or seven, but Chelsea go, oh no, you see, we actually have a guaranteed place and so we go in ahead of you. That's completely wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of the competition, yeah. I think it's absolutely yeah. disgusting. And I think when you uh, when you take competition and the merit of actually earning your spot in these competitions, that's when the game is dead.
2: But see, before the Champions League, the European Cup was always whoever won the league went in. There was like sixteen teams in it from sixteen leagues. Now you can finish fourth in the Premier League and win the Champions League. What are you champions of to get into that? You know, yeah. it's it's, it's long totally long. wrong. I mean, there's fifty, what's it, fifty six leagues in your in the UEFA, come under UEFA. Why isn't there fifty six league champions fighting for the Champions League? Because it's money. It's it's all about money. Who wants to see? Applewell Nicosia against whoever from Lithuania, you know? No one wants to see that. They yeah. all want to see Barcelona against Man City, Liverpool against PSG. That's what people want to see, and that's where the money is, you know?
0: Yeah. Go ahead, Dan.
4: No, just just saying, like, you look at the... I know the Scottish League is bad, but where's the prestige in, like, a team winning a league, having to play 38 games know, across the season, winning a league... And then having to play four rounds of qualifiers, or three rounds of qualifiers, or whatever it is, yeah. right? And then yeah. they don't qualify for the Champions League. So here, look, you can go into the Europa League. In my opinion, if you win your league, you automatically qualify for the Champions League. If you don't win your league, you're not good enough, right? That they're trying to they're trying to extend this now to have more teams because it's more money, and that's exactly why the ESL has come along because you're way far looking to fiddle more money out of, out of the competition by just broadened the horizon. It's like having a 40 man Royal Rumble, but we'll have 60 people in it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's fucking ridiculous. But then you look at the likes of um what pisses me off the most about European competition now is if you get knocked out the group stage and Champions League and finish towards you go into the Europa League, you have a chance of winning yeah. that. If you get yeah. knocked out, you fucking knocked out. Everything yeah. is just being commercialized more and more and more and more. And the more money that comes in, everybody's happier and all. What like what we're talking about. The, the, you're saying like nobody's going to get kicked out of Champions League, and next year there'll be the, the Champions League is going to be the Champions League, and whoever wins the league is going to be in it, Man City and all blah blah blah. What's fair about Man City, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Leicester, whoever, West Ham, whoever it may be, going into the Champions League, but then Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs going into the ASL. So you have the money coming in from the Champions League, you have money coming in from the ASL, but then you have the likes of. Fulham You'll have to spend A whole budget To try yeah. and stay with. You've Sheffield You've got new And yeah. make S- Sandler Berg The biggest ever signing They get relegated He's been out injured But chances are He's going to fuck off In the summer You know it's, it's Everyone's just Really really fucking angry This is a very It's a very very dark day For football And it's so raw And that's why Everybody's conflict Of interest and all Look I feel sorry for you, so far, um, Alan is it The West Ham fan there? Like, you know this is like Liverpool last year. Just say, for instance, the teams that both West Ham do get told you aren't going in Champions League, and West Ham get it. You know, everyone's like, oh, you only got it because everyone got fucked out. I, I said this on Monday night, if West Ham get Champions League football, like, I'll be probably one of the happiest people around because they've never never experienced it before. They deserve it for the way they've played not. But I just think it's absolute bullshit that the money is coming in from the Champions League, the money that's coming in from A S L. And then they're talking about. That. I think they're backtracking now and saying that. Oh well, there will be a pyramid scheme regarding the ESL. There's a lot, a lot of uh, creases that need to be ironed out before this goes ahead. Because, as I said, this is it's a very, very dark day for football. It's very, very. Dark. But,
2: Laguna- but I think the main, the main reason UEFA are kicking up so much is that the, the the geese that lay the golden egg. The Man City's, the, the Juventus's, the Barcelonas, all the big TV rights teams want to pull out of it. You know, that's that's why UEFA are, are, are fighting for this. They need them teams in the Champions League for the Champions League to be successful. Who's going to watch West Ham against, I don't know... Ajax. Some, yeah, anyone. Tw- anyone. <laughs> Who's going to watch that? You know what I mean? Do it, it, you know what I mean? Like You're going to have a Champions League with no super teams in it. Oh, no yeah. Man City's, yeah. no Juventus. no what? AC Milan's. I think you find that you'd
0: have a lot of fans watching that, but I think the problem that you have is it wouldn't be at the level of say, you know, a Man United versus Juventus or something like that. You know, yeah, I, think, I, I, I totally agree. Watch it, you know?
1: Go ahead. Totally Th- agree. This is this is just one big game of poker, lads. Like this what happened yesterday is it's a bargaining chip. Those clubs are gonna use this to sit down and broker the kind of deal they want for the Champions League and say, if you don't give us what we want, we're gonna go our own way anyway. This is nothing but getting your chips on the table first. That's all oh, it yeah, was. Like that's why watch. it was. That's why it was. That's why it was done. You know, twenty four hours before, um, UEFA were going to make their announcement. Um, I completely agree with with Noel. Um, you know, there's if, there's too much money in the likes of World Cups and European Championships, for sponsors to miss out on the likes of you know. If if it happened tomorrow and UEFA said, listen, none of the United players can play. Do you think the Pepsi are going to sit there? And let Paul Pogba sit on a bench, you know, because he's played in a Super League. Not a chance. They pull the plug. You wait for them feel the pressure of that, and the whole thing collapses. So this is just a bargaining chip. And we all might feel pissed off about it and let down as fans, you know, because we do feel as fans that this is get the game has been taken away from us for many years, and it's getting further and further away from the fan that walks down the street. This is only a bargaining chip, and yet they've probably thrown their toys out of pram. But in six months, in 12 months, we'll forget about it. We'll sit back in the stadiums. We'll buy the pay-per-view games. We'll pay for the jerseys because we've done it in the past and we'll do it again.
0: Yep, we did it in 92. Dave Malone, come in. You've been quiet tonight on this. What are you thinking? I don't blame
3: Right. Everyone else has said everything wanted to say. So. <laughs>
0: do, you, do you think this will be a reality or do you think, as Darren says, it's a, it's just a bargaining chip?
3: I, think, yeah, I do think it's going to happen. I think the proposals came out in October so you do look and I think they obviously had something planned there and it was, it's was it been in the making for a long long time I also think it's a lot of great as name Fitz as well it's great at the end of the day but then it's not only with days, It's with your wife or FIFA. it's all great football is great nowadays it's all about money it's not anything else so yeah.
0: I
5: mean I'm disgusted by it all
0: yeah, I mean, at the heart of it, like it's 120 quid for a fully loaded jersey, lads. We can't even start talking about graded. you know. when that's the situation. Yeah. I've two kids here, I nearly cost me a grand a year to buy kids, you know what I mean? It's a joke, Mark. Come in. Uh, I thought we were going to be talking about Dundalk
3: and the manager situation, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, uh, do you know what? Perez said it's going to help the game at every level, it isn't at all. Um, I agree with everything the lads have said tonight. I looked at it, I was talking to me dad about it earlier. Imagine if you're playing for Barnsley, right? During the play- uh, playoffs, spots for the first time in nine years, they're looking to get to the. Pre- they're dreaming of playing in the likes of Old Trafford, Anfield and all. Yep. No one dreams of playing Turf more than the Hawthorns, You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's be honest. It's taken it away from them as well. And it does seat down to League One, League Two and all. If they go out of the FA Cup, they're going to lose TV revenue, sponsorship deals and all. So it's going to affect everyone. So Perez is full of bull, to be honest with you. Um, but like you, I said, I agree with everything else that everyone has said to so me, like 100%. Could you, know,
5: you see like, a financial a financial implication like you know, all the ESL teams aren't given television money from the Premier League or, or they're not allowed, you know, will there be some financial structure put in place, a financial mechanism to punish them, you know? Hmm.
1: See, they've already signed deals for that money. That's a guarantee. Yeah, that's, you can't de- like money that they're going to run a club with. You can't then decide because they've pissed you off that you're going to take the money away. That's going to you know pay the wages of players, staff, three, three, team, three, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you know they're they're going to be left short there as well. Um, well this well, is then. just hot air for me. Like I don't see it being anything else other than a smoke screen and a and a bargaining chip. Like and and that's across the board. You know, be it with UEFA, with FIFA, like the. The the clubs themselves are are looking for UEFA and FIFA to to restructure the international game because they've a pain in the hole with sending players off. You know, look at if I'm an Arsenal fan I'm really annoyed that aubameyang has gone across the world in a pandemic to play in a you know a very worthless game and come back with malaria as well. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, they need to fix the international calendar as well. UEFA and FIFA won't do that though because they've got all these sponsors to keep happening. So it's one big vicious circle.
6: Everything, Everything. yes. Yeah. yeah, but I'm kind of as a Chelsea fan, I'm kind of looking at my remaining fixtures. Like, well, I was looking at the remaining fixtures, like, and even on Saturday, I was thinking, okay, City and then Brighton, and then I was looking at the West Ham game next week, thinking, okay, we need this and that. But now it's a case of if we're playing in the ESL and we're playing in the Premier League, when I look at the likes of you know West Ham for a top four race, I kind of look and go, friendly for us, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't affect our season in any way. Yeah. So I'm kind of sitting thinking, go, what, why? You know, why not play the reserves? Why not go out to the London Stadium? Actually just, just play the reserves. It doesn't make a difference if we get that far. have got the Super League. You, you just go and try and get that far. Like it, 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 that's my point. It wouldn't make an ounce of difference if we win or lose the game if this comes into effect in the Premier League. So it's like, well, what interest is there in this league for us anymore if they're playing the Super League? And it's just, it's a terrible, terrible system.
2: The other, the other fear is, like, they say they're trying to base this ESL on the American format or the way American football works. Like, American football, like, teams that are owners like FSG and Man United's owners, Arsenal's owners, they've moved teams out of cities because there's not a big enough fan base in, in, in the NFL. So, if, if they get away with this, what's next? They're going to move Liverpool to London because there's a bigger population in London than there is in Liverpool.
6: Moving to America. You know?
2: Or move them to New York City. Yeah, exactly. You know,
4: the Merseyside Phoenixes.
2: <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. If they get away with this, if if these twelve teams get away with this, what are they going to push for next?
0: Yeah, I I think I think they know that at the heart of football in terms of culture and stuff like that I don't see, I don't envisage a situation where they're trying to potentially uproot a stadium but what I do see the idea of what they're talking about in terms of American sport is levelling the playing field in terms of signing players like a draft, in terms of having like financial fair play in there that it's like X amount of money that can be spent and levelling all that out and you know something, looking at that and not that I'm mad into American sports or stuff like that but for, for clubs at the high end of European football that's not a bad thing when you see what's happening with Holland and with Pogba yeah. and Harry Maguire and all these players and even Virgil van Dijk and Arsenal. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. These players, how far away are we from the first player being paid a million a week? Well, look, Only we, we,
4: we were saying a few weeks ago um, about like for wanting to off the Champions League final to New York. Uh, everything about football at the moment is fucking wrong. This not this year... Uh, Nations League and all Everything is just Fucking wrong Football was great When it was just Left You got six teams Out had. hat They were put into a group You just to play and to play Top team Second best you qualify. All this Nations League, Champions League, fucking before. we say by the time of fifty, to be about eighty teams in the Champions League. You'll have fucking what's that TNS? Or, what's that team from Wales called? Total Network Solutions. Yeah. Yeah. You might yeah. to them in the Champions League. Yeah. Like everything. It does no meaning to football anymore. Rega- it, like even with the pandemic aside. There's nothing about football that appeals to people anymore.
0: Yeah, but see, we know what UEFA's agenda is. UEFA's agenda is to have all the top teams basically in the last 16 or the last eight. That's why they do the seeding system. That's why teams from similar countries can't meet each other and all these different things. It's contrived. You know what I mean? It's contrived so the Juventuses and the Man United's and the Liverpool's and the Barcelona's and the Real Madrid's avoid each other all the way nearly to the, to the final eight and stuff like that. Like, UEFA would have been flipping last week at Bayern Munich going out. They would have been flipping about it. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have been happy at all. It's not played in the spirit of the game. It's not played in financial fair play. That's all rubbish. Look at the way financial fair play has gone and how it's been administrated. No. You can spend what you want. You get a slap on the wrist and you get a fine of 1.2 million or something. You're spending 150 million or 250 million and you get the 1.2 million fine and a three-game match or something like that. It's, it's rubbish absolute junk but the one thing I'd say to you is as well lads three months ago or four months ago they announced the new formats for the Champions League and what they wanted to do and how it was going to produce more games and all this and everyone turned around and said well that's the death of the Carabao Cup there was no fans yeah. out protesting about that There's no fans out going mad over that that the Carabao Cup was going and that the financial implications yeah. of that for the smaller clubs and all no one gave a toss
4: I did I was running up and down on College Street O'Connell Street But just no one was Mentioned about it In the news of the papers <laughs>
6: It's trying to I think, them. I, think that, I think that The Carabao Cup Was even devalued This season Where they kind of Came out and said Right you know We're not going to Do extra time We're going to go Straight to a penalty You know The semi-final Is going to be Over one leg now We're not going to Do the whole two Like a final anymore So I think even This season Like we saw the devaluing Like and even the season Before I remember When Villa played Against Liverpool and Klopp was over there uh, with the lads in the uh, Club World Cup, and he's like, "Look, I'm not even going to be there. We're going to play the reserve. So, I think we've seen the deterioration of that trophy over the years, and unfortunately, the FA Cup has kind of fallen victim to that a small bit too.
4: I was just going to say that even the FA Cup has lost. Like, I remember watching when we beat Arsenal in Cardiff, and Michael Owen scored those two One of the best days of my life because mm. I had like had that meaning like the, the FA. Like, you hear about all the old players in, right, and all talking about when all like the FA Cup was. To them was bigger than the lake because of the the past glories, the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just nothing mm-hmm. now. Like I, I have the match on here beside me, like to live up here on the Liverpool ladies to build up to it. And I, like I have literally zero interest in it. I'm not yeah. even just, I, mean it, I know it's scarf around my head, but that's because of a bit of bed heads going on.
0: But you hear, you hear, you hear a lot. Yeah, but you hear a lot of fans, you hear a lot of fans coming out over the last two days and all saying, oh, but what about the romance of the game? And what about the final when Wigan beat Man City and, you know, all these kind of things, stuff like that. To be honest with you, to me, that's dead. That that's that's long gone at this stage. I don't yeah. think. I think people. I think people would much prefer to see United versus City in a final, or Chelsea versus Arsenal in a final, or something like that. I know people turn around and go, "Oh, we love to see the lesser teams get through and stuff like that." But look, how often does it happen? I mean, if you take the six teams that are going into the ESL potentially out of the Premiership years, I mean, what are we left with? Blackburn and Leicester, and we know how Blackburn won the league because Walker invested a shed load of money in them. An absolute <laughs> shitload of money yeah. in it to win that yeah. league. Leicester is kind of a different situation because a lot of teams have dropped off and they were going through transitions. And Leicester just stole a march on people. Yeah, and Tottenham pushed them nearly all the way as well, but they fell away. But let's re- yeah. in reality, in the last thirty years, when has it happened? It doesn't happen. So you well, hear you're, people you're, talking about romance? There ain't no romance. It's
2: nonsense. Leicester failed. Sorry, I, I, like I'm fifty-one. I remember being 12, 13, 14 on FA Cup final day. The coverage started at 10 o'clock in the morning. They yeah. literally went into people's yeah. houses. There was such a big yeah. build-up and excitement yeah. to build up to the 3 o'clock. And that doesn't happen anymore. You know, They show an hour, half an hour, and they talk about something else, not that final. You know, like it, it, The FA Cup used to be, a, as I say, a... A magical, magical day It was a whole day It wasn't just 90 minutes of football It was the build-up It was how they got there What the players think It was a massive, massive thing That BBC used to do And then, as you say In comes Sky and BT And it's all changed, you know
0: Absolutely Um, Well, lads As always, it's been a pleasure This has been a real interesting debate Um,
4: just before you go there I just wanted to say something Bill Shankly said this Before he passed away the socialism I believe in isn't really politics it's a way of living it is humanity I believe the only way to live and to be truly successful is by collective effort with everyone working for each other everyone helping each other and everyone having a share of the rewards at the end of the day that might be asking a lot but it's the way I see football and the way I see life and just leave it at that
2: fair
0: yeah, I don't, I don't think we can add anything else to that. So, as always, head over to YouTube, smash the subscribe and bell notification button. Also, on Anchor for the audio versions of the show. Lads, absolute pleasure having you all on, especially during these last difficult two days. I'm sure it's been a nightmare for fans around the world. And we yeah. should talk again real soon. Cheers, lads. See ya. Yeah. Right,
2: thanks, lads. lads. Bye.